Greetings and love, everyone. My name is Tom, and I'm here with Sanctuary from Mastery Libertas. This is episode 20. It is April 4th at 7.40 p.m. on the Pacific Standard Time Zone. I'm here with my partner, Marsha. How are you tonight, Marsha? Doing fantabulous tonight, if that's the word. I'm doing great. I'm um, curious how everybody else is doing out there. I hope you guys are doing well. And uh, how are you? Tom. Yes, yes, not quite as not quite fantabulous. I know I'm very I'm energetic having, tonight. I'll gotta tone it back a little bit. It's very annoying. We give everybody at least three non-existent words per sanctuary. So we'll go ahead and give her give her, her first one right off the bat. That's great. Um, as we said, at episode 20, when we open up the sanctuary, we try to give everybody an opportunity to understand that we have kind of a layered approach to this. We want everyone to feel comfortable. It is a sanctuary. We can bring up the little tricky things that are going on out in the world that you can't really bring up out in the world because if the world knew it was going on, the world wouldn't be like the world is. So the uh, trick is tonight we're you know opening up a safe space if that can be just simmered down to that. The other side of this is that we like to get into a little bit of an approach to life that we call focusing on weave or becoming receptive to weave. And I generally like to hand it over to Marsha to give us just a little clamshell nutshell version of how to define weave. Marsha, will you do us the honor? Weave is a term that spirit offered me back in 2012 to help me understand my journey probably from 2009 to 2012, giving me a word to help me mentally conceptualize what I was internally experiencing, which was that my interior realm was syncing up with things that were happening in my mundane, ordinary reality. And you can almost say it was activating. It was giving me signs, symbols, codes, messages that was that were syncing up with what I was experiencing internally or reflecting on internally. Um, And weave was the word spirit used because it is this visual of us all creating this tapestry together, this tapestry of light, this beautiful frequency and this alchemy um, that we can particularly create when we come together, like we're doing now, or even when we're in person, it has a profound impact, um, certainly much more than one singular human being. Um, While it is so important for us to connect to our own personal weave, it is equally important for us to connect to each other's weave and to observe and to witness each other and to honor each other and also to help each other anchor the things and the dreams and the desires in life and the blessings that we want to come forward and that we wish to experience here in this human divine form. So sanctuary is this place where we can get together to not only tap into the collective weave, and you'll hear me refer to spirit, which is Holy Spirit, great spirit or God outside the body source energy that has the perspective to see beyond the linear, to give us the multidimensional aspect of the energies that are occurring so that we can make wise and sound decisions from um, a more soul-centered or heart-centered place rather than coming from a mentalized place, which you always hear spirit speak to that simply the mental uh the mental aspect or infrastructure does not have what it takes moving forward. So when we begin to understand weave, we can live within that and then we can create together in the type of structure that we're doing tonight with sanctuary, which then has a ripple effect, not only into our individual lives, but into the collective at large. 
excellent uh just outstanding every time you open it up and uh the trick is to always you know remember 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 that you are the microcosm and then sanctuary is another microcosm and then hopefully that little ripple effect from our little microcosm goes out into the the next microcosm which is the the world that we're living in and then obviously it goes on and on and on and out from there but uh what uh what i've come to discover and other people can maybe bring their own comments into this as well is that there is an interesting you know uh little separation between your weaves you become receptive and you'll have kind of a waking weave that's attached you know very strongly to your personality and how much you uh dip in and out of receptive receptiveness is you know you got to be a go-getter in life and then there's times when you can kind of relax and be in a more receptive mode and the trick is to kind of integrate that receptive mode into whatever state of consciousness you need to be in to bring to the table and so you'll find as you start developing this that you'll have this waking weave and then you'll have this dream weave and then you'll have kind of like this higher higher aspect weave that's that's trying to trickle trickle in data bits or information or just you know whatever it is to you and it's up to us to integrate those you know it's all the same weave it's it's a unifying you know pro, unifying process that we go through but it it can trip us up you know we might be really good at the waking weave but not so good on the dreaming weave and you know we talk about dream being here on sanctuary which kind of convolutes the whole thing to a degree but not really because dream being is literally what marcia just described as you know maintaining a receptivity feeling the flow of things instead of trying to work off your limited mental apparatus which obviously is connected to your personality and to your ego self and so it's a very, uh, it's like being in a canoe, you know, you got to be able to row so you go forward, but you also need to be able to steer, you also need to be able to, to break. And so uh, when the rapids come, things get a little tricky. And that's kind of what we end up talking about. And a lot of these wonderful themes Marsha brings forward is that there's a collective uh, rapids that we're all going through right now. And we all have our own little microcosm going on, but there's a macrocosmic rapids happening right now. And that's where you know, little spaces like this where we can feel comfortable to speak really, really become valuable. So thanks guys for being here. And I'd like to, you know, if it's okay with Marsha, is there anything anybody'd like to bring up or open the floor with tonight right away, be it just a, a one word theme or even a difficulty or a challenge or even something that you found that's new and refreshing out there. Uh, otherwise, if we don't have anything, Marsha, I think you can go ahead and take it away. I don't see anything in the chat at the moment. The very first, uh, well, actually the main theme tonight from Spirit was in another time. And Spirit wants to speak to uh, something that we talked about before we began the recording tonight, which is feeling out of sync, um, feeling out of time, feeling like we're 
overwhelmed by the responsibilities that we have, that there's maybe a chasm or a schism between um, ourselves and how we're able to meet our tasks in life. And so as we go through the reading tonight, Spirit is going to address that and also give us some ways to work with that practically on both a spiritual level, but also on a physical earthly level. So this theme of in another time was particularly interesting to me because there were several moments throughout the reading that actually directed us right back to episode two from November 29th of 2021, which was called Spirit Callers, Your Light is Your Power. And it was very interesting because in episode two, the main theme was being a spirit caller and learning how to be a medicine person or an earth walker or an earth guardian on this planet and how to call in our light to be our power. And in another time was one of the energies that was supporting us as a spirit caller. And tonight, Spirit came through with this theme of in another time. And then later throughout the reading, I received the card Spirit Caller once again. And so one thing you'll hear me kind of say if you've been with me for a time is that a weave always ends where it begins. And Spirit will lead us through keeping time in the eternal now because it's not the same as the 24-hour clock. When we keep time within weave, we may not know where a weave began until it ends, but it always comes full circle and it will always be brought to our attention in some usually humorous and very fun and wisdom filled type of way. And it's spirit's way of showing us that we have integrated something that we have um, that it's a sign of integration of a cycle within our weave. So know that tonight spirit is saying we have reached the integration of the spirit caller weave from November 29th of this past year. And that some of the energies that are coming through tonight are going to be reminiscent of that episode. So if you want to go back to episode two, it may have additional relevance to the energy that we are moving through at this moment. So if the theme is in another time, the energies that are supporting that tonight are discipline, armor, and boundaries, as well as natural wisdom, and once again, the spirit caller energy. But the first thing that we're going to talk about is discipline. And spirit has kind of been harping on us for the last couple of months, asking us, in what way are we meeting ourselves daily? So it's very easy to become very busy and distracted and to wake up with really good intentions of how we're going to meet ourselves and then suddenly be so tired or so fatigued or just needing to zone out or zen out that we don't have that uh, oomph or the energy required to be with ourselves in the way that spirit is requiring in a devotional way. And so we're really, once again, being encouraged to enact some type of daily discipline. And that does not mean that every day we're regimented and we get up at this time and we do this thing. Actually, what it means is that we every day meet ourselves in whatever way the flow designs. And one day that might be laying in bed an extra hour. One day that might be going to you know the balcony and having a cup of coffee and just really setting our intention um, with with deep presence. You know, it could be something different in every moment, but it requires a level of devotion. And the, the frequency of devotion is what stays the same. It's the discipline itself. And what that is going to do, Spirit is saying, is allow us to release this armor that we have been carrying um, because we have all created these overlays or these masks to move us through life in ways that allow us to be relatable and to get our needs met. And 
this armor is uncomfortable and it's burdensome and we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven like children if we're carrying all of this doo-doo, all of this luggage. We can't do it. And we've been talking about on many calls now that we are going through this metaphorical experience of death, all of us collectively, and we simply cannot take this baggage where we're going, the way that we cannot take it through physical death. And so Spirit is saying we can release this armor when we begin to allow ourselves to have boundaries, to live in our alignment with integrity. So boundaries are exactly what allow us to live in our alignment. If we do not have boundaries, we cannot possibly be aligned. And if we don't know what boundaries are, we can ask for divine guidance. We can say, Spirit, please show me you know, where my energy leaks are and show me where I need to firm up um, and be more courageous in holding these boundaries. We're being encouraged to be mindful of codependency and enmeshment. So anywhere that we are uh, codependent in a relationship rather than interrelated, this is the time of sovereign beings. And so if we are projecting onto another that they cannot do something, we are actually holding them back in their weave through our projection. So once again, being mindful of codependency and enmeshment and addressing where we are overwhelmed in the presence of other people. And this is a big thing, particularly since the quarantine and lockdowns of 2020. Um, many people began expanding their energy fields. They, you know, might not always have been comfortable on the physical level, but the spiritual body expanded in ways that it did not have the opportunity to do in that nine to five grind. And now we have kind of forced those souls back into the matrix in the same way that it was before. And they have a changed frequency and it's everyone is shifting forms and spirit is saying we're going to be overwhelmed now in ways that we were not previously and particularly around other people. And this is natural and normal. It's not something to become reactionary or judgmental about others or ourselves. It's just simply something to understand that as we change a frequency, we also shift forms, that we are connecting to the crystalline grid, and that as we become more sensitive and transparent, we're actually absorbing others' feelings like a sponge. So once again, this calls in this perfect boundaries, this need to be boundaried and to know the difference between ourselves and another. And Spirit said, because we're feeling these feelings so strongly from others, we may even feel that we need to heal or fix them so that we can feel better around them. And we're encouraged instead to get grounded. And we've heard many times over to get our bare feet on the ground, to put a towel down if it's too cold. Um, there's this feeling from Spirit of like no excuses, like this is the way that we clear the interference between the human and the divine. So once again, being clear about our personal boundaries and spirit saying, if we're not sure how to do this, we can pray for divine assistance. Imagining this golden sparkling egg of energy around our bodies. Um, and this kind of acts as this field that allows us, if we're a visual person, to kind of visually sense this. And if we're not a visual person, we can use our intent to say that it is there. 
Um, another option Spirit said is to place a rose on the outside of our aura. So once again, this is something that we can visualize or intend. And then as we see the rose begin to wilt or begin to decay in any way, we start to know that our boundaries have been crossed. And so it's just this kind of little visual cue that we can tap into throughout the day. If it's looking vibrant and amazing, um, we can change the color of our rose, you know, all throughout the day, however we want. But Spirit is saying this is just a, a way to help the human um, be in sync, the physical and the light body at the same time. We're also being encouraged that we're going to be given a lot of opportunities to restrain ourselves instead of jumping into help before we're asked. And it brought up uh, a laugh in me when Spirit said this today, because Spirit used to say to me, that's not your weave. And I'd be like, what? Because everything was my weave. Like if there was a gap in the weave, I'd jump in and help. Like it, here's my weave. That's my weave. This is my weave. And it got to the point when I started really releasing a lot of my overlays and why I was jumping in to help all the time um, that it would just become humorous. I would just hear that's not your weave. And I would let someone else in Zumba handle the spider that had crawled into the room. And so I began to really uh, benefit from that phrase. Um, so if you're someone who kind of jumps in to save the weave at all times, you may need a little voice in your head as well. That's not your weave. This is also a caution from spirit to avoid forming healthy, unhealthy relationships based on someone needing us as being needed right now is not where we want to go. Um, the last thing was just knowing where we're trying to fix or to help a situation, once again, that is not ours to fix or to help. And so with that, I will yield the floor if anyone has anything they want to say about that topic. Uh, this is Heather, and uh, this was at the beginning of what you were saying. First of all, all of that was so so resonating and just incredible. Um, but you were talking about uh, things being out of sync. And I know before the call started, uh, you and Carrie were discussing these weird feelings and being overwhelmed. I missed some of it, but that's completely what's going on with me lately. And particularly today, even just right before we started on the call, I was on the phone with my sister and she was like, I'm having such weird physical symptoms. And I'm like, do you get the feeling like I, this is the one that I've been getting is, um, that my consciousness kind of slips over to the side. I feel it mostly in my head and like my physical body is maybe two or three inches away from it. And then it'll like slip back in and it's sort of like vertigo, but totally not. And I just kind of wanted to put that out there that like the overwhelm of things that I need to do and things that I should be doing. And it's, to the point where I am almost paralyzed because the list is so huge that I don't feel like I can ever do it. And then the physical things are coming up really, really big. And at that, I'll yield the floor. That's a really good point to bring up. I 100% empathize with that experience. And what I was directed when I have been feeling that of late is to write everything down, and to say, like, spirit, you're going to have to give me the energy and the impetus and the knowing of when to do this stuff, because right now this is completely impossible. I was having like what felt like empty brain syndrome, like my brain was just a, a porous uh 
just anything was moving through it, but nothing of, of substance. And I, it was very hard to focus. And I heard that from a lot of people that focus has just been like almost impossible. And so all these physical tasks are kind of like, you know, building up on the wayside. And I was told from spirit, just do one thing, one small thing each day, and you will be very surprised at how fast this actually takes care of itself. But writing it down and asking for the impetus and the inspiration and actually the actual energy to do it has been the only thing that has been my saving grace the last couple of weeks. Really great, really great suggestion. And the other thing too, a little bit of a Maricondo uh, suggestion on the end of your task, be it, you know, thanking physical objects and all that, that's, that's fine and good, but to also just give thanks for the opportunity for, to fulfill a, a process, you know, because when you're really struggling, just fulfilling the smallest thing gives you that little spark of accomplishment. And then it gives you the opportunity to be thankful for the opportunity for the process, you know, to feel accomplished. So you're kind of giving it a little closure on the spiral where, you know, you're writing it down and asking for the, uh, the grace to, to get through it and then saying, thank you for the grace on the, on the back end. Well said, and definitely the most important part. Yes. And the floor is still open. If anybody wants to chime in about any, uh, anything that's going on right now, we're really at kind of a, uh, uh, well, put it this way everybody's going through their personal um ordeals of power but then there's this collective ordeal that you know just sits as a riding agent on your on your whole thing and that's something that your kung fu is strong when you can kind of like put all of it on your shoulder while also not heaving any of it on your shoulder there's like this trick in there that it's put in poetry where you know you're both empathetic to what's going on but you're also detached enough so that you can actually focus on what you're attempting to get going with and uh, i think every single one of us can speak to something that's within our you know families within our circles within our communities that just kind of kind of wears it can it can wear on our emotions it can wear on our thoughts it can wear on our our consciousness and it's up to us to try to put it into perspective so that we're we're not disempowered and so that's the kung fu you know marsha brought up already that there's this you know codependency that you can spot just in a spark of a moment where you're maybe having a thought that's just not it's it's not supportive it's actually a limiting thought it could be a, a very limiting thought but until you're aware of having it, you can't really nip it in the butt. So, you know, there's a codependency with our, with our little ego self that will sometimes catch wearing on us when we're not completing tasks or we're not completing the, the expectations that the little mind came up with to begin with. So uh, with that, I'll yield the floor. does not look like we have any hands up unless Marsh, unless Heather, you'd like to go again. I think Marsha, you can take it away. Very good segue talking about everything that we were just talking about because spirits now giving why we're feeling this way, which is that we came from the future to change the past. And that's a phrase that spirit has given me for over a decade now to 
tell me like when I feel off planet or I feel like I am not in this body in a way that can physically manifest here, which can feel very disempowering. Spirit will always say came from the future to change the past. So this feeling that we are a group of souls and there are many of us who were basically tasked by source. Like if you would like to, to change this grand experiment, if you would like to turn it into unconditional love, you have to kind of parachute in at this particular moment in time. And you have to be born into the human flesh and you have to live a human experience completely. And at some point you will activate or open to the fullness of your divinity. And then you will have to kind of ascend into that divinity and then descend that divinity back into the physical form because we're no longer leaving through physical ascension. We're not leaving the body behind. We're actually moving this into the physical form now. And that has never, ever, ever been done in any time, space, universe, dimension, density from what spirit has shown me. This is a completely new experiment. And so this came from the future to change the past is the mindset spirit wants us to have on a spiritual level to understand the, the scope of what we are birthing and to be gentle with ourselves in the physical when the dishes aren't getting done or the laundry is piling up or the you know bill isn't getting paid in the way we want it to, et cetera. So this, this going easy on ourselves because what we are actually birthing and creating collectively is even beyond the scope of spirit. Spirit is showing me that what God had intended has now been blown out of the water by humanity's imagination and ability to create and and so source is is beyond thrilled no matter how it appears to us in our physical reality right now because we have to remember our physical reality is the past our past choices presenting themselves to us so we have to be always within our inner realms in that interior place because in that place of presence we are always creating the true reality so this coming from the future to change the past it actually requires us to completely trust to trust at a level that's almost terrifying and spirit is acknowledging that and spirit is also acknowledging that we are experiencing collective fatigue mental fog forgetfulness to the point of um like <laughs> spirits like it's literally startling people how much they're forgetting um and physical disorientation like feeling you were present in a moment and then several moments later being like wait did i do that did that even and then having to actually go back and check to see if that happened. Um, that is all normal for this in another time energy that we are experiencing. It's almost like those um, doors that you have to go through at the airport where you go, you know, go in and you, it does goes in a circle and it comes out the other side. We are moving through so fast right now that we have to just be so kind and gentle to ourselves and to the best of our ability to everyone else because everyone else is also experiencing that because they are here on planet earth and spirit calls this moving outside the plan that we are bringing the fullness of the soul from the future into now so these times when we feel off planet or we feel like man i just cannot get here in the way i need to get here know that in some way we are pulling strands of light strands of weave with our light body into this physical body and so the physical body is doing the very best it can but we also have to help support it in all the ways that spirit has mentioned in previous calls because it needs 
support and nourishment in order to do this big task. And once again, spirit is referring to this as the grand experiment. And the human right now gets to decide whether to go with the mainstream or to take a bolder, more authentic approach that requires total trust. So once again, we're back to that total trust. And spirit acknowledges this seems risky and unsafe that we're entering the unknown, but we're also choosing a juicier, more satisfying life and living on the border of what is socially acceptable. And spirit acknowledges that that is not comfortable for the human ego. And yet it gives this fringe dwelling freedom that living from the heart more deeply and expressively than we ever have before. But we have to trust in life enough to fully embrace this. It is an empowered and courageous way to live. And we're encouraged to embrace it as an adventure and to let it unfold as it will. It needs no justification to others because it's honoring all of who we are. And spirit is encouraging we can no longer squish ourselves down into a limited set of qualities or beliefs. We are breaking with tradition in a way that is meaningful, flowing with our emotions, instincts, passion, and intuition, following that inner nudge, acknowledging our interior realm as primary reality and the physical reality as secondary. That's so important right now acknowledging the inner realm as primary and the physical reality as secondary because if we flip it we're going to cause ourselves a lot of anguish and suffering we're also being encouraged to let go of the push the force the drive i have a lot of people saying like oh i feel very neutral right now i almost feel scarily neutral and spirit is like bravo that you're in the pocket you're in the zone that's where we need to be right now because if we're allowing ourselves to feel polarized, we are going to move out of that place of co-creation and alchemy. So remaining in that neutral present moment where all is accessible and alive and ignoring pressures from the world or our own conditioned nature that we need to follow the rules or subscribe to deadlines or mainstream views or the views of of those around us. So if our body is asking to rest and we're not giving it rest, then we are out of the weave. You know, if our body is asking to play and we are not giving it play, we are now out of the weave. And the mind will give us a thousand different reasons as to why we cannot do those things in that moment. And it's us to up up to us to be the parent consciousness and to say, actually, we must do these things right now so that we can X, Y, and Z. Um, once again, spirit saying that this is a empowered and courageous way to live um, because we are remaining in that neutral present moment and we're doing what feels intuitively truthful to us. And this requires far less planning and allows us to have far more living, manifesting our art, our life path, our essence, and our practical expression into the world. But we must have the willingness to be led by nature and natural wisdom. So this is the you know third or fourth time on these calls that spirit has brought up natural time and natural wisdom, um, being in tune with the sunrise, being in tune with the sunset, being with the birds as they're singing in the backyard or outside the office, wherever you are, being in tune with the nature of that space. And the lyrics here were, I'm not sure where heaven is, but every night I get a glimpse. And the feeling from spirit that we have that opportunity now, that if we are not getting glimpses of heaven, then we are not honoring ourselves because the ability to do true work, true rest, true study, and true play 
is all that we need to focus on right now to allow our spirit to direct us into what that looks like because our individual unique soul path is exactly that. It's individual and it is unique to us. So no one else can direct that for us. We can have guardians, we can have guides, people pointing the finger along the way, but ultimately that sovereignty is ours to claim, embrace, and unfold. So once again, spirit brings up episode two of sanctuary, that it began with the frequency of in another time. Um, And we also received the spirit caller card or that energy within that weave. So once again, a weave ending where it begins and spirit acknowledging that we have integrated the energy of spirit caller. And before I go more into that, I want to open the floor and see if there's anything that anyone has to say about what's come through. Looking good here. Everything's clear. So this frequency of being a spirit caller, we had talked about this prayer, um, living our prayer, praying to the four directions, um, bringing the spirit into the physical, instilling our intent for our desired destiny and closing our prayer with thy will be done through me. Because when we ultimately shoot that arrow of desire and we give up the control of how it is going to take place. We give control of give up control of how that outcome is going to present itself. Then we are living as thy will be done through me. And we are being encouraged right now, especially if we are someone who prays to pray for the earth and not just for our own individual needs that not the earth herself. She assures me that she's doing just fine, but prayers that we can have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that knows as a human collective, because um, the moment that any of us do so, spirit always shows it to me as popping popcorn, that there are definitely still some kernels at the bottom, but the more that those pops, uh, you know, the hotter it gets, the more that those kernels pop. And we are in that place right now, collectively. So praying for the earth has tremendous power, praying that those of us that remain on her structure are able to move with her as she ascends into this fifth density. And Spirit says that when we offer our prayers for the highest good of all, everything we need is provided for us. And I can speak to that from a from a personal perspective, that when I am living in divine service, all of my needs are always met, no matter how you know preposterous it seems that they could be, or how far out of my reach they may seem, they are always provided. And so when we offer our prayers for the highest good of all, we can trust that everything that we need will always be provided for us. And we're encouraged to work with the tools of spirit. So as we kind of move into those interior realms through that daily meditation, that daily devotion, whatever that looks like, we will begin opening aspects of ourselves um, that allow us more accountability and responsibility within the weave, because these tools can be misused and have been misused many, many times over. Um, Very quickly, this energy can be hijacked for a service to self frequency rather than a service to all or service to others frequency. So we are being encouraged to work with these tools, but to always, once again, thy will be done through me because there are a lot of quote superpowers or activations that occur on this path that can be very seductive and distracting and ultimately they are party favors in comparison to 
the depths that are available to us in the interior realms of soul. And so it's very easy to kind of follow the shiny object, but spirit is saying we are being encouraged to actually allow spirit, uh, source God to direct these tools through us to allow the divine to be used as grace through our bodies, through our minds, through our souls. Um, we are consciously stepping into this partnership and co-creation with spirit. So this is not um, necessarily something where spirit just taps you on the shoulder with a magic wand and says you. Um, this is our intention, our conscious stepping into partnership and co-creation in order to um, move into this responsibility within weave where weave is our number one focus and devotion we do have to um, show that we are able to be courageous in our deeds and that we are willing to respond as one when the weave calls us forth now what does that mean well that's fancy words for standing in the line at the supermarket and all of a sudden realizing that everything gets a little bit weird. I don't know how else to explain it. You start to feel like I'm on a stage. Every word I'm saying now is being heard by all the people around me. And you can either pull in, contract, pay for your groceries and be on your way. Or you can understand, ah, I'm being used right now as a conduit of grace. And whatever comes through me is whatever needs to be said. And my job is to be courteous and humble and attentive and present and to you know, let this weave move through me to the best of my ability. And it is absolutely miraculous, the things that can take place when we allow ourselves to do so. So this is consciously stepping into partnership with co-creation with spirit. And it is a time for courageous deeds and responding as one when the weave calls us forth. We cannot let hesitation stand in our way because if we even hesitate for a moment, we will miss the weave. And any of us who have felt that urge or that nudge and we you know, hesitated, we know what it feels like when it's like, oh man, okay, I know I was supposed to do that and I didn't do it. And that's okay. We don't have to beat ourselves up or you know, you know, self-flagellate for not doing it. But it is a reminder that takes a split second to make that decision and any hesitation can make that moment um, move on. So spirit is encouraging us to remember that all works for good and that the ego craves contrast and it fears leaving this heavier density of oppression. And yet our oppressors are acting as the liberators of our soul. So um, it's very easily, especially in fourth, uh, the fourth dimension, fourth density to get very focused on the discernment of what has gone wrong on this earth. Because when you have eyes to see and ears to hear, a lot of stuff comes to the surface that was very easy to just bypass and ignore when you were entirely within the third dimensional personality structure. And it can get also very easy to get pulled into that lower fourth density where you are seeing what's wrong, but you are not feeling what's right. You are not feeling the solution or the remedy or the antidote that spirit has already offered in that moment. So it's another trap to get focused only on seeing the truth without recognizing that love has already won. Um, spirit reminds us here that of Carmageddon. It was one of the terms that spirit used in episode two, and it was referred to as our spiritual and energetic debris that we are now transforming into light codes of awareness, wisdom, truth, and embodiment. So we can trust that as the collective moves through this Carmageddon, that 
the oppressors are actually acting as the liberators of our soul. And the lyrics here were, one of these days, they're going to fall into their brew, and they'll know exactly what they did to you. And this sense from spirit that divine justice is already available to us, that the human gets very caught up in justice on a physical level. We can get very righteous and upset when we feel that justice is not being done in the physical weave and spirit encourages us to remember that divine justice is always done and particularly if we can try our best to stay out of polarization and stay in a neutral zone we can actually stand there like eating our popcorn as the weave unfolds and and reveals to us that divine justice. It may not be the way we wanted it to happen, but I have found that it's often far more humorous, far more miraculous, and far more of a weave really ending where it begins when we allow divine justice to do its job. So the last thing Spirit says here is encouraging us to align ourselves with the energy of giving the highest value and nothing can touch us. So we can live fearlessly when we know that we are in service to our highest value and to the highest value of those around us at all times, and that our compensation will be inherent in the act itself. And that's why when we start working with these interior realms, when we begin living with the weave as the weave, seeing and feeling the weave, the compensation comes within the weave. It's not necessarily something you can go tell, you know, the person down the street about or this person over here. It's not spirit calls that speaking away our grace when we start to share something this sacred and this intimate and this beautiful where there is not a receptive place for it to land. And so it can also um, to the ego self feel a little bit isolating at times when you have this beautiful juiciness, this beautiful energy moving through you and not necessarily a place to express it. But we are encouraged that this is the year of soul companionship. This is the year where like mind and like heart are finding each other both through the internet and through, you know, in-person community. So we are encouraged that we are not alone and that we're going to start feeling the benefit of that communion in the very near future. Excellent. Uh, if anybody wants to uh, bring up anything or uh, comment, questions, irreverent voices, anything. Otherwise. This, I thought this I is Heather. Like a, I have something. I'm sorry, Marsh, you go No, first. no, go ahead. I was just going to make a smart-ass comment. Oh, okay. Well, by, by all means. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up again. Um, well, you were talking about um, praying for the earth and praying to have eyes to see. And it really reminded me, I know I told you that I've been um, learning about the, the actual real translation of the Lord's Prayer from Aramaic. And the part that we're used to hearing, um, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, is it actually, uh, it actually uh, translates to loose the cords of mistakes binding us as we release the strands we hold of others' guilt. Ooh, I like it. So different, so, right? Well, Yes, because one comes from a very punitive place, and this comes from the unraveling place, in my perspective. Yeah. 
uh, the only other part I'll say that sort of relates to what you're saying, and I'm reading it from this incredible website called abwoon.org, abwoon, A-B-W-O-O-N, which is the first word in the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic, and it's literally a combination of the word Abba, which means father, and wound, which is the womb. So the very first word of the Lord's Prayer is a recognition of the mother and father, masculine and feminine aspect of God. Will um, you, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I was hoping, oh, no. will, you put, will you put that in the chat so I can Absolutely. Um, yep. check this out later? Because I definitely I am feeling really resonant with this. It's so incredible. It's so moving. Um, the other part of the prayer is, uh, it says, focus your light within us make, make it useful. Use the rays you, uh, as the rays of a beacon show the way. So the prayer is not like, forget, you know, like forgive me and give me bread and, and all this. It's more, you know, focus that light within me, allow me to loosen the mistake, the cords of the mistakes, you know, it's really fantastic. It's like completely the opposite of what we're used to hearing in this, in the Lord's prayer. Do you feel it's saying that, like, to me, the energies are the same, but they have been kind of distorted a bit to be more towards like the punitive side rather than the mm -hmm. uplifting side, because yeah. when I, I still feel very uplifted when I say the Lord's prayer through the Lutheran tradition that I learned it, but I also feel that, that it helped me when I had like a little labyrinth that I walked when I learned that different parts of the prayer stood for different frequencies. Like part of it stood for having faith and part of it stood for abundance and um, part of yeah. it stood for trust and these different areas. I was able to be like, Ooh, I feel the frequency of that. And as you are mm -hmm. speaking it, I feel those same frequencies coming through, but it also to me feels like the way that we have interpreted it, is more punitive than the way you're speaking to it, which is more encouraging to me and uplifting. Yeah. And that's really beautiful that you learned it that way. I was raised in a different type of scenario. So it wasn't, um, it didn't have that same beautiful vibe. It was very punitive. That's the perfect word. So I'm sharing that wound.org on here in the chat. And at that, I'll leave the floor. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Oh, and thank you for writing it. Yeah, I needed to see that with my eyes. I appreciate that. If anybody else has any comments, questions, irreverent ideas, or random facts even. Otherwise, Marsha, if you have uh, any additional themes. I am all good on my end, ready to open the floor or to do the after call, whatever feels good. Well, uh, let's open it up. I think we're clear on hands. So let's take a little moment. We're looking good here. Uh, should we go ahead and go into the after? Sounds good. Let's take a moment to close it down for everybody here and uh, listening in the replay and just take a moment together of 
just being in quietude and we will see you next week. Yes. Thank you all. I appreciate you. And to all you listen later, we'll see you next time.